obviously you took the brains with you. I took the looks and they just wanted me to do communication things for nationwide. So it's kind of how we ended up where, where we are doing the things we are today. So that's why they hide me in the office and you get to do the podcast. Oh, but no, it's, uh, Awesome to kind of to follow that growth and, and sort of see where what, you know what you're doing now. What's it about the type of work now that kind of gets you jazzed up to go into that office out there in Chester Springs every day? I think what's interesting about a buying group is the support and the family aspect. And if you ask anybody here what they do, they have ten or twelve different jobs at any given time, and you really get to pay off when you go to a conference and everybody comes together, uh, like we just did in New Orleans last week. Welcome into the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stott. This week uh, is a a real fun one for me um, on a personal and professional level because I get to, for the first time in a couple years now, uh, record a podcast or or do any sort of communications-related activity uh, with the the guest of our our, our podcast this week, Patrick McCarthy. Um, for those who, who may not know, Patrick and I go back to our days together at CT Lab with Dealerscope and uh, Connected Design Magazine that they, they have over there. And uh, we're both editors there um, and, and got to cover this industry, cover the, the retail and consumer electronics and consumer uh, or custom integrator, rather, uh, industries together and spent more hours than either of us would probably ever care to admit to uh, recording videos together and shooting things and uh, attending industry events, all sorts of stuff, which includes, of course, Azione Unlimited and Nationwide Marketing Group events uh, over that time. So to be able to jump back into a podcast with Patrick and talk about their recent event, uh, the Azione Unlimited event down in New Orleans and um, just a cool time, you know, excited to be able to catch up with him and hear what he's hearing from their dealer members and uh, vendor partner members and um, you know, some new and exciting things going on down there. Obviously, the the New Orleans event uh, had a, a, some announcements come out of it. New dreams in New Orleans as they as they positioned it, and um, you know, pretty cool to talk about. Uh, you know, some of their new accelerated the new accelerator program that they've got going on, and um, just what he's seeing from his and, and hearing from his uh, members and the dealers down there about the custom integration space and sort of the evolving nature of it, um, obviously impact, you know, impacted by the pandemic and uh, what we've experienced these last couple of years, but also just, you know, trends in general and how business is evolving and um, sort of what, what they're looking at moving forward to help their dealers be successful. So um, exciting to, to do this, you know, podcast with Patrick, and I'm happy and, and excited to share it with you. So let's dive into it. This is Patrick McCarthy uh, over there at Azione Unlimited here on the Independent Thinking Podcast. All right, we're back on the Independent Thinking Podcast, and uh, it's been a couple of years, but you know, I, I think I scared you away. It might have been that meal in Berlin where, like, we had the uh, the the options were in front of us, and we could go, you know, schnitzel or I I don't know pork belt the uh, the pork knuckle anywhere yeah. like that. But uh, I opted for Hard Rock. We went to, we went to the Hard Rock. <laughs> you, you fly across the world, halfway across the world, and we go to Hard Rock Cafe in Berlin uh, and get some American burgers. So I think that's what did it. That's what scared you away that's, from That's uh, what we were cutting our teeth. I was just telling uh, our, our friend Hank that at our conference in, in New Orleans last week about it. I love that's a fun story. It's fun that, you know, Richard likes to say there's 99 players or 99 seats and 100 players. 
seems like people are always moving. So it's fun that I get to keep getting new jobs. You get to keep getting new jobs, but they get to keep telling that story. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> story is always relevant. <laughs> it is. And it, 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 it's, it's just a nice callback to, you know, a time when we were colleagues and look, I, you try to run away and you, I, I caught up to you. So we're yeah. colleagues <laughs> once again. <So laughs> <That's right. laughs> Mr. That's Patrick, right. Patrick McCarthy, I appreciate you, uh, you know, I, I know you're feeling it. Um, you guys had quite the week last week, but I appreciate you on a Monday uh, morning, well, afternoon here, you know, hopping on and, and chatting with us. So one, how you doing? Uh, I'm good. Right out the gate. We are, uh, I'm about 24 hours away from just recently being in New Orleans. Um, thanks to the beautiful flight industry. We had a red eye out uh, like Saturday night. So not too long ago, I was on Orleans time, but I'm okay. Back in the office, we're wrapped up. We're looking at what's down the pipe. Awesome. Well, I, I for those who don't know, uh, Patrick, obviously with Azion Unlimited, uh, new partners here for Nationwide Marketing Group. But talk to um, you know, obviously we, our our paths crossed when we were both at CT Lab and in the trade media side of things. But uh, t- tell us, catch the listeners up on kind of what you do there for Azion and and what your role is. Yeah. So looking back at where I came from when I was working with alongside you in the foxholes, um, we were kind of covering the CE and CI spaces. And in the role with the CI spaces, I was covering every uh, buying group, CDA, you know, and every extracurricular they would put on, which is how I ended up meeting Richard and the Ozium group, the Ozium family. And there was something about the electricity and the family and the dynamic uh, that really attracted me to this position. So Richard brought me on as uh, new business development and member services, which is really just means I get to interact with both dealer and vendor. When a new vendor or vendor needs support, I'm able to supply that. Um, when a dealer needs help connecting or purchasing smarter or hiring or going over some of their processes, I'm able to help out there too. So I'm just bringing a lot of experience to the table. Uh, and it's going on about three years now. Uh, it'll be three years next month that I've been with the Ozio team. It's funny. Uh, you talk about the shows. You, I think back to our time, the shows we went to, and it, it wasn't like necessarily by design, but obviously, you know, you always had gone to the Azio shows. Nationwide was something that I had just always gone to. And here we are. Obviously, you took the brains with you. I took the looks and they just wanted That's me right. to do communication things for Nationwide. So it's kind of how we ended up where, where we are doing the things we are today. So right. That's why they hide me in the office and you get to do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they hide me away in the back. That's right. Oh, uh, but no, it's... Uh, awesome to kind of to follow that growth and, and sort of see where what you know what you're doing now uh, what obviously very different from communicate I mean, you still do press releases and stuff i know for for the asean team but uh what's it about the the type of work now that kind of gets you jazzed up to go into that office out there in chester springs every day i think what's interesting about a buying group is the support and the family aspect and if you ask anybody here what they do they have 10 or 12 different jobs at any given time it really depends on the time of the year um you know, when we go back into conference mode, we all have a different set of agenda and chores. And then in between those times, we're either getting ready for the next one or we're tackling um, the other issues of the industry, whether that's helping them with their staffing, um, finding the right members of markets to support our vendors, um, finding which vendors would add a deeper level of support to our group because we don't like to put on competitive vendors, but we do like to continue to add value. So there's a lot of research that we do into what categories are getting bigger. Just added WAC lighting. Um, 
to our to our line card. And that was a very interesting conversation because we were able to call up the other vendors as we do as a professional courtesy and say, hey, we're adding a new vendor. Um, lighting's a big category. There's enough money to go around. And every vendor said, perfect. They're a wonderful vendor to work with. So we felt like all of our research going into that um, partnership pay, paid off because we picked the right partner, told our vendors about it. Our, our dealers are excited too. Um, so those are some of the things that, you know, those are the little wins that we get to get. Uh, and they keep piling on. So it's really nice to work for a family like this. And you really get to pay off when you go to a conference and everybody comes together uh, like we just did in New Orleans last week. Well, and one of the most shocking things for me, I think, when I you know went to my first ASEAN show was um, seeing just sort of obviously anyone that knows the size of what, like 250 ish. Is that right? Is it still right around there? 300. Yeah, it depends on the, so, you know, where and where. That, that number. And then, you know, just the the amount of attention to detail and kind of the intricacies of the Anasion event, you'd think there's like a staff of 30 going on, um, yeah. but you guys do it somehow with, uh, you know, five people, Richard plus four. Um, and, and you make it work. Uh, you know, what's it, you mentioned small family, you're, you your all's office is literally an old house that is just right. sort of re refurnished into an office and, and you guys come together and adds, I'm sure to that family aspect, but talk about, you know, you guys are, you pull it off. And I mean, it's a testament to, I think, just the the different um, strengths that each of you bring to the table. But what's it like for you guys on the inside to, to be able to do what you do with just a, you know, a small little group? Yeah, we, you know, I think it's a natural evolution of how the group has grown um, to our size. And we're at a good size where we can wrap our arms around uh, 250 members, including uh, you know, a couple dozen in Canada. Um, and we actually had a Canadian dealer, I know, the, the restrictions of going in and out um, of Canada are a little weird. I think they're getting better because we had a Canadian dealer come, no problems, no issues getting back. So I don't think they have the two-week quarantine. Um, but I think our dealers really appreciate that sort of family feel to it. And a lot of people said, well, thanks for having the show. You know, this is great. And I said, well, thanks for coming. You know, you're the, you're the reason we put on these shows. You're the, you're, you're the fuel to this flame. Um, and you're the reason that when we all have these you know, three, four or five day adventures. And we're up at seven in the morning building our set. Um, that, that makes it worth it. And I, you know, it was, it was awesome to kind of have that same feeling uh, when we went to prime time and we had an interesting note from, we were talking to the nationwide guys. They said, well, we do it a little different, but that's because we don't have an MC. And it's like, well, yeah. And I think that is interesting that we have Richard up there and he's able to sort of MC the event. It sort of feels more like, uh, like you're going to a family barbecue or a family, uh, like a family yeah. dinner or retreat or something like that. And the one thing he said, which is also interesting at our press meeting, is he said, well, if you've been to one of these, you've kind of seen them all because we've structured them in a way that uh, it's consistent. And we open with our goals. Here are four goals for why Ozzy Unlimited exists. Here are the rules. Meet 10 people. Put your phone away. Leave your ego at the door. Everyone is equal. Make new friends. Share ideas. Those are sort of the core of of every conference. So if you just continue that core, then you can address the issues of, well, what do integrators need right now? And what do vendors need right now? And how can I sprinkle and spice and add variety while keeping a consistent message? So that's sort of what keeps us energized and flowing, but also in line. And it all makes sense when it comes to production. Yeah. And, and I know, I mean, there's something too, I think about just that familiarity for someone coming to the event. Um, you know, whether it's been a while, they can kind of just fall right back in and, and know what to expect. And um, there's not a lot of, you know, 
catch up to be had really they can sort of just dive right in and, and get the most out of it without having to put much thought to it um it's almost like a set it and forget it formula obviously there's a lot of things that go into planning it but still the the, the idea is there to make it sort of impactful for for them each time they're there um but you know new dreams new orleans in new orleans i know that was the theme of the show and um the first you mentioned some of the nationwide team was down there first show for them to be in attendance and, and, you know, get FaceTime with the ASEAN unlimited members. And, um, you know, what was that like to have them there and, and sort of what was the, you know, the, the vibe, if you will, of, uh, of new Orleans and your show down there with, uh, the, the nationwide team. It was great. I mean, it was awesome to have the team down there. It was great to have Tom down there and get a moment to speak with the dealers. I know that they had revealed to us that they made it a sizable donation which I know is a core aspect of uh, the nationwide shows. Um, so now we're looking into, this was sort of a moment for them to observe everything we have going on. And now it's, well, how can we bring some of these really good things that we like for your show? And maybe they can take some really nice things that they like from our shows. So there was a lot of notes passing back and forth. Um, but I was surprised isn't the right word because I knew it was going to happen. But there was a lot of um, comfort in knowing that when they were sitting with our members and talking with them, they all sort of talked the same language. And now it's about discovering which of these uh, foundational benefits that you have in your philosophy of letting entrepreneurs thrive in their own way can be translated and sort of molded and start making sense for our members, uh, which got them really excited. And I know they had, we have one-on-one uh, -on -one tables. We set up a table for them. We had a list of dealers that went and visited them. So I know they got some action. We were able to talk one-on-one -on -one with dealers um, all throughout Tuesday. Um, but I think, you know, looked like they were having a good time. Every time I saw them, they had big smiles on their face on Bourbon Street in the <laughs> hotel lobby. So I think, you know, talk quietly, I think, around the office this morning. But I think everyone had a good time down in New Orleans. It's kind of hard not to. Yeah, no, for sure. And, um, I, you know, exciting to, to hear that. You mentioned it. The, the, there's just a lot. I, we've noticed it since I think back in, in October when everything was made official. And um, I, I know, you know, with the, the conversations even prior to that, the, just the level of comfort between the organizations was there. Um, and, you know, just uh, the mindsets are the same and you kind of come to learn, obviously the people uh, just familiarity, I think is the, the key word that you mentioned there. And um, yeah. it just sort of sets things up nicely. I, I know now you mentioned that, you know, passing notes and kind of seeing some of the things you've had a, a chance. Now you were at prime time in Phoenix um, just a month prior, a little over a month prior and now, you know, going to your first show, what are some of the things that you think make sense that, you know, you talk about bringing things to, to a prime time and, and, you know, vice versa, bringing some of prime time to an ASEAN show, you know, what are some of those things that you see as you, uh, you know, come out of having been to both now within the last month or and a half or so that, um, kind of make sense or, or the ways that, that the organizations can kind of yin and yang each other, if you will. Yeah, I think I think that um, when we go into uh, the when we went into the Nationwide show and we took the notes out of it, um, we were looking at how you keep uh, sort of the family feel at large at scale because at 250 members, um, we kind of go off muscle memory and, and, and flash. We can make flashcards. It's a little different for you guys. You you know your territory managers and um, different levels of support that we might not need because we're a little bit we can wrap our arms around it in a different way. Um, we're basically like a territory as to, you know, how you would look at us. We're just sort of the Aussie territory versus how you guys would look at all these maps. But um, I think all the subtle touches, which um, almost you could take for granted of how you could grab little, um, the little tags to put at the end of your ribbon that just sort of bring personality and style and family. I think everything that 
Nationwide did to comfort their members, give a lot of information up front, um, and then have all these little family style touches of, of, of interactions are, are things that we want to bring. Um, and we went, oh, that's so cool. Or just even the way that you style your banners just felt very professional and very, uh, very top end. You know, I think the Nationwide members are, are incredibly lucky to have such a grand production um, and, and have these sort of personal touches. There's a lot of thought, as you know, and effort and tears and blood and sweat and happiness that goes into making more all these things. And more blood. <laughs> and more, and more <laughs> sweat. No specific order of <laughs> varying degrees. Um, but it's, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're on the other side, we're a little bit lucky because we can do uh, with a smaller group, we can do things like dining with dealers where we're able to split up membership and say, uh, here's 10 people. We're going to pay. We're going to pick up the tab. Here's a restaurant we booked. You guys show up and have a good time. Um, those little intimate moments are sort of recreated with your group in different ways. Um, like when we went to Top Golf with HTSN that night, um, there's all these little touches that you're able to do at large that we're thinking, well, how do we expand it? How do we scale up? And how do we look like that? Um, and kind of bring that professional appeal while still, you know, maintaining the family. I think that's where you have a good balance. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, there's, there's ways, and you, you mentioned the passing notes and things like that. It'll be cool to see sort of how things do blend, um, you know, and, and kind of learn from one another and, and implement some of those things. Like I, the dining with, I know we have, you know, you might have one of those t- say territory managers that takes a couple members out, but um, just some of the, the ways those are handled. I know if I remember right, there's like questions that, that, you know, get kind of presented or at least the as the show i went to there was like um richard had prepared like a couple like just icebreakers sort of mm-hmm. you know at, at those dinners and things like that just ways to make it fun and um you know be cool to see that kind of continue to evolve over time uh but look at you know again specifically at new orleans and what you guys were doing what what happened what happened there for someone that ha- wasn't at the as show you know what what news comes out of the show like what what are the things that were big what was the focus for you guys um Obviously, new dreams kind of, you know, your mind can go anywhere with what that means. So what what does what were some of those new dreams that popped up down there uh, in New Orleans? Yeah, so we sort of looked at new dreams in New Orleans as um, a way to kind of come back together. Nashville was our let's dip our feet into the water, see what happens. This whole pandemic thing is kind of behind us, or at least we're in an area where we feel comfortable and safe and everybody's kind of on the same page. Um so the new dreams of New Orleans was, well, let's, let's sort of lean into it more and let's build some of these ideas, especially now that we have this new relationship with uh, Nationwide and we're able to bring some of the support there. So what we really focused on, I think, which was important, which we have dubbed the Accelerator Program, which I know we'll get to in a little bit, um, was really just looking at sort of some key aspects uh, of foundational. So it was sort of our mentorship and our marketing um, what our partnerships look like with Nationwide um, and how to sort of bring more fun and experience back into uh, the mix. Instead of let's take a really big idea, see if we can wrap our arms around it and see where we can go with it. This feels more foundational, how to build on that and make more core aspects available to our members. Um, so we're, we're really thinking that it's time for people to work on their business, not in their business, which I know is really easy to say when, um, you start talking to dealers that everybody's making money. It's raining gold and that's great. And profits are across the board. But when you talk to integrators, um, they're not beating their chests and they're not, they're not puffing up and they're walking around all proud because they're so busy. 
They are so busy. So what we're trying to give them is elements to make their life easier. Um, you know, and I applaud the people that take two days away from their business to work on this sort of stuff. Because the people who say, well, I can't take a single day. I can't do this. I have too much going on. Maybe are the people that we need the most to be coming to this and learning about how to uh, free up your schedule, have high quality clients, have finding your labor, changing the process, having better HR. Just the, you know, the, the long list of topics that we covered in what was really 13 hours of scheduling. You know, we say three days, but it's 13 hours when you look at when we start to when we end and how much we can cram into that time. Yeah, it's great. One of the things you mentioned in there is, um, you know, they don't puff their chest. And I, it, I mean, there might be some characters, of course, out there that, that do, but it, it always struck me that in this space, there weren't a lot of, you know, people that go out there and, and speak loudly about the work that they're doing and, and kind of, it's a, there's, there's humility in this industry. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, guys, they kind of let, which I don't disagree with necessarily because those, those that are successful and, and, aren't necessarily the loudest talkers. They let their projects do the the talking for them. You can go look at their work and see it in trade publications or see the, the, you know, the work on their website, the way they share it. Um, but I mean, I, anything to that? Yeah. I mean, did, did you, what, what's the, is that a fine way of uh, approaching business for these guys? Or is that something that you kind of try to instill in that? I mean, it, it's okay to do that, you know, okay to puff your chest, as you say, and, and, and sort of get out there and, and talk a little bit more about yourself and be proud. Yeah, I think, well, I think for sure, they all are, there's a lot of pride in it, but I think there's a lot of salt of the earth kind of guys. And I think it's because they found hobbies that they really loved um, and made it into a career. And, uh, you know, these are people that uh, really like taking care of their clients. They really like being service oriented. And they also really like playing with these fancy toys and the latest bleeding edge technology, um, you know, and they love, there's a love hate with uh, 50 hours of programming something new. They're like, Oh, I have to do this. And then they're like, <laughs> Oh, that, you know, it's a weekend class. Of course they love doing get their hands and watching it all come together. It's kind of like cooking where you're watching these chefs, you know, sweating. You say, why would you ever want to be a line chef and sweat and cook and have all these, well, look at the final result. Look how happy your clients were when they enjoyed this meal. Um, we kind of get that satisfaction over and over and over again in different ways. Um, but uh, we had a session um, where we asked everyone what we normally do with the dealers. Is we ask them, what's the best thing I've done for my business? We pull five of them on stage. We have them talk for a little while. Uh, we kind of go around the room. There's a lot of interaction in all of our talks, but we changed it up a little bit this way. And uh, with the theme of new dreams, we said, what was your biggest nightmare of 2021? Let's put it backwards and say, well, what was the worst thing that happened to you? Um, and of course, I have a long list of topics, but it was really interesting um, to just have people saying, uh, you know, I would love to, uh, I would love to, uh, this has been the best year ever. I would love to enjoy it, but I'm just so damn busy. I, you know, I, my, my nightmares are happening. I wish I could have a nightmare, but I'm not getting enough sleep. Uh, you know, <laughs> things like that. That's a great um, spin on that. That is a great spin right. on that. You know, that was, you know, it was really interesting to see them. But I, I think that this is a, an industry that um, lets their work speak for themselves. And, and when you see it, you know what it is. And everybody knows what a professional looks like and, and what those professional projects look like. And they, when they see it, they're in awe. And we're all taking notes from each other, too. And that's sort of the community. And, you know, to your point earlier, what did you miss if you didn't come? We didn't miss all the notes. You missed all the note sharing. You missed all the idea sharing. And how I'm running my business or how I did this project different or how I was successful with this idea that you're experiencing right now. And you'll never know the solution. You didn't come to a, an event and learn from other people. 
no, that, I mean, speaks truth to, you know, what we all kind of learned over the last couple of years with, you know, we have, of course there were virtual events and things like that, but, um, you know, the in-person style has changed. Yeah, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, there, I think people realize the value in missing out on it for such a long period of an extended period of time. So there's almost like this refreshing, it's almost like we needed the break, you know, right. kind of, uh, I think people, you could say not even just this industry, but every industry, the idea that, you know, not that even events were getting stale. It's just that we kind of took them for granted. So the, the fact that we were able to have a, a pause on them or, or almost have them taken away, it's like we were yeah. a little kid and we had our events taken away. Right. Um, and then we come to appreciate just how important they actually were. A hundred percent. And I think that um, it gave us something new to talk about. We're looking at industries in a different way. We're looking at work-life balance in a different way. Um, we're looking at, you know, the entire, and we can jump into it now or later, but the entire CI model has changed from just in time to you better find a place to warehouse because if you need product, you should have got it three weeks ago. There's no more uh, waiting for the last second and driving it home from there and hoping that you can find it because supply is when it's in, you better buy it and warehouse it. That typically hasn't been our model. Um, so there's an interesting evolution which probably should have happened a while ago anyways um, just truthfully there should have been a little bit of stocking going on but now it's more relevant than ever um, to the point where you might start seeing this show up as a you know you might start seeing technicians um, there's no natural evolution a, a project manager probably makes the most sense but you might have a warehouse manager to be more important at some point just so you can get your supply in the right way and make sure that they're coordinating with the project manager to say, hey, but you know, are those receivers coming out? Are those TVs coming in? Is our wire okay? Um, you know, how is our inventory? Because that's going to be very, very important. You know, it, it is very, very important. Is probably a better way to say that. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's a a fact of you know, it was almost a, a situation that was forced. On, again, another situation where it's like be, that because of the pandemic, things that were likely going to happen. You know, the accelerator got pressed down on, and and here we are. Um, you know, it might have been a, a few more years uh, before we reached this point, but to your point, you know, the, the fact that it's here now, supply chains were obviously crunched. Um, so, you know, the, it, owners and, and, you know, business owners were forced into those roles themselves. So now, you know, it, it does stress on the fact that, you know, that coordination and uh, it's almost like a, a coordination on the back end, but also calming your consumers on the front end who would probably have a lot of questions as well. So just a very interesting kind of, balancing act that had to be played over um the last couple of years and now it's not one of those things to your point where it's not gonna this this is here to stay Uh, like there's there's a return to normal for some areas of the industry but um you know it does it feels like not to say that it's going to be a forever crunch on the supply chain but just the way things are and and how demand is it doesn't seem to be slowing down Um, Mm -hmm. and that would be a question like how how are, are your members seeing it slow down or um, is this something that, you know, what are you guys kind of projecting from a, a project load standpoint? Like, is it, is it going to get lighter? Uh, which isn't necessarily what members want to hear because I know they're very busy, but you know, a scaling back of how much demand there is, isn't, uh, something that they, they would want to, you know, be very happy about, I'm sure. Yeah. But. I, the only thing slowing us down is getting the product. Uh, yeah. Do I think it's going to slow down? I'm, I'm not sure. You know, we heard, I heard 250 different opinions about where I think everything's <laughs> going. Um, I tend to tune in a lot to obviously with Richard, who's seen this movie uh, 10 <laughs> or 12 times before. 
uh, what's going to happen. And I've always, I've always appreciated that uh, you always had a brace for impact style of approach. And even if you never hit the ground, at least you know that everything's battened up. Um, so there's sort of two schools of thought where uh, one, we could sort of use, sure, a, a slowdown would help get some people in order and it would help uh, look at their labor and actually be able to use it more efficiently. There's a whole class that was taught by um, Chris Smith on utilizing your labor correctly, finding uh, finding out how to charge for it in a way that makes sense for you, because right now you should be raising your, your labor rates. We had a ton of dealers that were saying, um, just do it, you know, put your prices up there, talk with your clients or have them lock in at prices right now, labor and product, because down the road, it's going to change. Yeah. And when you're starting a new house, it's a two-year runtime because you're a piece of the puzzle, including your builder, um, your contractors, your architects, your interior designers that are also holding up the process. Um, you should be locking in these prices. So do those prices, have those service, have that labor all locked in, make sure your client knows what's going on. They're not fighting back. The second school of thought is marketing. People don't market in good times, and they should be. Their name should be out there. They should have recognition. Um, they should be understanding who's taking care of them, who their service is. This is go find your book of business. Talk about service market. Don't even you don't even have to cold call. Go right. back to your book of business and make sure they know who you are. Ask anybody. You know who was your plumber? Who was your AV guy? And they're going, I don't know. Well, you should know who your 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 AV guys and your services one way or another. Whether you have your name on the on a rack on their refrigerator you're calling monthly um market 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 in the good times when the bad times do come that book of business doesn't disappear no makes a perfect amount of sense and i do they get it i like are, are the dealers getting it what's the the sense there i think i think so and i think it's helping when you go to the, these conversations and these um these uh conferences and start talking to people i heard an interesting one where a dealer uh has hired um two people in their area, they work 10 hours a month. He spends two or $3,000 with them. And all they do is go around, talk to past clients, take photos, make sure they're okay, see how, see how things are going. Um, you know, they pick up, they have a nice business. He spends almost no money, but now he has a whole uh, Instagram profile, Facebook, everything looks up to date and it's got nice photos and showing everything off. Um, they were able to share a lot of notes with each other and say, well, Instagram has been huge for us. They said TikTok has been huge for us. And they said, well, the, the net is wider. The audience is different. It's also very wide. Um, but the rate of conversion and the speed in which you can do it is huge. It's, it's unprecedented. Um, you know, we've never seen more affordable advertising with such a wide net when you can geo-target you know, all of Texas or all of Pennsylvania. Um, we had another dealer who said, well, I was at one of these conferences and uh, I never had my face on my, my website. He said, I never had to do it. And, and a dealer said, well, I did it. I was the same way. I put my face on them. And I started getting all these qualified calls. And they said, oh, I know you're a real person. So these, these ideas of, of just tweaking your marketing, even you could go from, you know, there's so many levels on the spectrum of marketing from, and you could go from having nothing to just putting a small tweak and diverging into success because your face is now on a website and they know who you are. And they can say, oh, that's, you know, that's John's AV and that's John. I know what John's face looks like. Now. <laughs> so these are all these little tips and these nuggets. You know, we have a Slack channel that just has a full list of everybody saying, here's everything I got out of um, sharing these ideas like that is a huge success for it. So I think the ones that get it, get it. And the ones that don't get it know that they're missed, you know, they're not ignoring it. 
They know that right. there's something, they just don't know where to start. So that's where well, that, and that's the important thing, right? Is like if they're at least getting, you can kind of tell there's a flicker of a light bulb that's trying to turn right. on, then eventually somewhere the wires will cross correctly and, and it'll, it'll make the, the proper connection. Um, or so, you know, something will happen and, and the light will just eventually go off for them. And, uh, it just needs that little extra kick in the butt or the one idea that, that makes sense that they feel like they can tackle, um, and, and it won't overwhelm them or, or their business. And, um, you know, I mean, it's cool to see it's cool to see for sure. But one thing I, I want to make sure we get back to is, is I, you mentioned the, um, the accelerator, uh, mm-hmm. program. So d- dive into that a little bit. I know that was the, a big announcement during the show. Um, and, and kind of what that is all about and what it entails for you guys. Yeah. So like I said earlier, the accelerator program sort of builds on foundational issues that we think or found core values that we think everybody can improve on. Um, we came out of the gate and we sort of, we did a nice curtain reveal and we sort of said, here's one stick around for more. Um, but we, we launched four initiatives. If you want to call them that connected clusters, cubed marketing made easy influential introductions and electrifying experiences. Um, our connected clusters cube is an idea. We, we've had connected clusters, which were dealer run 10 to 12 people. Um, we put them together. We gave them a group and said, go ahead. You know, you can talk to each other. You can do whatever you want from there. We'll organize it from there. Um, we have expanded upon that idea by bringing three facilitators, uh, Stacy McKibben, Jason Sayan, and Chris Smith, who have all had um, different degrees. Chris Smith and Jason Sayan um, have had a lot of experience in this industry. Stacy's a professional business facilitator. She's done a ton of um, work just in showing how to manage your hiring profile, how to grow your business 61% and how to look at your business in a different way. So utilizing those three um, thought leaders, we were able to put together groups. We're going to hand them off to them. They're going to meet once a month, every three months, six months, They'll have a tag team where Chris will join Stacy's group or Jason will join Stacy's group and they'll talk to each other. Um, so they'll have the, the tag team facilitators so they can kind of um, continue with topics. Um, so there's a there's a mentorship in there that we can bring issues to the table, talk about it with non-competing dealers, small groups, and then, you know, sort of build out teams and identities and, and uh, be able to reward them for being part of this thought leadership and then growing from there. So it's kind of like uh, mini conferences that you Kind of meet with two-hour sessions every month um and, and put these ideas together yeah that's, that's, so that's exactly what i was going to say it sounds the way you're describing it it almost sounds like it's bringing the best of those hallway interactions like someone that has that third party you know outside perspective on your business that can offer those quick tips and, and things that they might see that you're just because you're so involved and ingrained in the day-to-day that you know just having that you know an, an outside opinion or outside perspective on something could you know, it essentially brings that that conference experience, you know, to sort of make it more regular and more formal for them. So that that's a an awesome sounding um, sort of setup the way that that's that's built. Yeah, I think I think to say the hall the hallway conversations is really um, the nail on the head. And we're you know we're going to give them topics. We're they're they're obviously bringing their own topics to the table. We actually had them um, present on a couple of different things. Um, like KPIs, growing your business, eliminating eliminating gray areas in your business. You know, just these thought leaderships that um, Chris and Jason and Stacy have seen um, in 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 different profiles of people. You know, it's interesting when I talk to dealers and they show up to conferences. They all think, "Here's my 
well of problems. Here's, here's everything I have going on. Um, I must be the only one going through this. And then they talk to all these dealers and Stacy and Jason's and Chris's and they say, well, yeah, here's all the solutions. Here's what everybody else did that helped them out. Um, and you can build on that. You know, this all is building. That's how we structure our shows, our conferences. We take these ideas and we put them in there and how do we talk about it? That's how we'll structure our connected clusters cubed so that they can bring these, um, these problems to the table and have professional business facilitators look at them through a different lens of perspective and kind of shed some light on it. Oh, that's awesome. I incredible program and need to see sort of, and that's something that just launched and uh, you know what, any kind of participant, was it test run at um, in new Orleans or is this something that you guys are kind of getting up off the ground now and you're, you're looking for participation? It's, it's a little bit of both. So We've run, like I said, we've run connected clusters before, and it just was sort of a freestyle session. Um, we've had we had people volunteer to moderate it, but it was basically let's meet for an hour, an hour and a half, as long as you guys have time, we'll talk and let's bring some ideas to the table and see where we go from there. Sometimes it's relevant to what's going on right now. Sometimes it's generalized. You know, I have some marketing issues. Let's talk about that this session. Um, we the closest we got to a test run with that uh, i mean we've had jason and chris talk to the group before stacy is new uh we've had them talk and we had them do these vignettes of of talks and uh on the first day in 15 minutes they went over a topic and we said did you like what you saw and they all yeah we said great if you sign up on your qr code we'll put you in a group you can work with them um for an hour every month or two hours every month for the next six months and, and be in the program and talk to them as a professional facilitator with a couple other members in the group, so it kind of feels like a classroom session. So it's sort of a little hybrid launch into the air. Gotcha. No, exciting to see. And I know those are uh, three names, three minds that are, uh, you know, you said thought leaders. I saw a little, little smirk because they are. <laughs> They're very they really good at what are. they do. Um, and that'll be kind of cool to follow and see sort of what your your dealers are getting out of that. And I'm sure, you know, even if it's one nugget that it helps improve their business, just a, a, a move the needle a little bit, you know, that's better than nothing. And, um, you know, it'll be, like I said, just cool to see. So, um, you know, somehow we used to keep these to 15 minutes. Like really? when you and I, like when you and I would talk, oh, yeah, remember yeah, we can, yeah. we can review some, not even like 15 was considered long. So I, I, I blink and I look up at the clock and it's been like a half an hour. Or so, but this yeah. is, uh, I, I, maybe we'll have to have a part two here down the road, not too long from now, but, um, yeah. well, I'll tell you what, we have more information on our website, ozionunlimited.com slash accelerator on that. Um, you know, we're going to be making more noise. There's a couple other really cool things we're going to be doing with this accelerator program. Um, very exciting stuff. We're going to have a couple more conferences later in the year. So there's going to be plenty of time for us to have more conversations on this. Um, and of course I'll be at probably the next couple of prime times lurking uh, around in the corners. And <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure we'll be seeing you there. So <laughs> no, but this is uh, a, a lot of fun and cool to, you know, like I said, I, I joke about it at the top of to be able to reconnect and, uh, you know, get back uh, to jump back into the saddle with you <laughs> a little yeah. bit here. It's, it's a good time for sure. So we well, appreciate we'll it. Do a, we'll do an in-person session that, soon enough. That would be, that would be <laughs> the thing. And that, that's when, that's when you, you know, anyone watching the independent thinking podcast is in trouble. <laughs> so. Yeah, there you go. That should be a Facebook live event. We'll, we'll really pop the bells and whistles off that one. We'll make it happen. Sounds awesome. But Patrick, I appreciate you taking the time diving into, you know, the, the conference and everything you're seeing there. And, uh, I look forward to that in-person independent thinking podcast here before we know it. <laughs> yep. Excited. Thanks for having me, Rob. All right. Later.
awesome. And thank you again to Patrick for taking the time and uh, putting up with me for another half hour or so. I'm sure we'll be doing more podcasts down the line, but uh, you know, I had that feeling of putting on an old glove or you know stepping on to an old bike and uh, just sitting right back in that saddle. So a lot of fun to do and and uh, excited to share that with you guys. So uh, appreciate you listening to the Independent Thinking Podcast, and we will catch you next time.